Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eventus Podcast, brought to you by Juventus from City. Hi there everyone and welcome to the very first episode of the Juventus podcast by Juventus Club Sydney. My name is Phil Lombardo and I have with me today Frank Amore. Frank, how are you brother? Good evening Phil, very well thank you, glad to be here. Mate, uh, tell me, feeling a bit jet lagged or what? I am at the moment, unfortunately, it's just going through the paces trying to recover from a nice trip away. And mate, I was very jealous uh, to see your Juventus tickets. Tell us, uh, how was that? How was that experience? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um, I was actually in uh, in Tuscany in Italy at the time. Um, an opportunity came came about to sort of pick up a few tickets and, and head up to Switzerland uh, to see the, the first match between Juventus and Dortmund, our first friendly match of the off-season, the pre-season, sorry. And how did the boys look, Frank, live? Because, you know, we only see so much on TV. How, how did they look live? Um, look, it's it's an amazing experience to see them live. I mean, you could tell the difference between the two sides at the time, um, given that Dortmund had sort of been in pre-season training already for well over a month. Um, they had played six or seven friendly matches, Whereas our boys had sort of just entered the pitch um, about five or six days earlier for pre-season training. So you could tell the difference in fitness levels and, and in uh, and just in the general understanding between the players. Um, granted that we do have a lot of new players this season as well. But uh, but all in all, it's always a fantastic experience to see the Bianconeri out in the field. Mate, of course. Frank, uh, did anyone stand out for you there? Uh, Morata for me was on the day the, the player who stood out the most um, every time he touched the ball I mean especially in that first half he was just electric um, his pace and his ability and willingness to take players on and, and just give us a different a different element that we haven't had for many years um, it's been a long time since we've had a player who could take the ball and sort of run at players with pace and and really give us an option that uh, that is different from what we've had. And uh, sure. like I said, for me, he was he was very 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 uh, influential on the first half. I thought uh, Dybala at times with certain touches was quite impressive, but I think that it's going to take him a, a little bit to settle in, given that it's a new team, and, and I can't wait to see more from him as well. Frank, I want to turn our attention now to the Supercopa. I think it was very important to start the season with this victory. Um, I felt the team was under a little bit of pressure coming into this game, just uh, you know, not coming off a very strong preseason. And obviously, some questions being asked about our transfer campaign, some big departures, and have enough come in. So, I wanted to now get your thoughts um, on the Supercopa victory and what that meant for the season going forward. Yeah, no, I agree, Phil, one hundred percent. At the time, uh, during the preseason, we were all sort of wondering, is it all going to come together? Have we lost too much? Have we gained enough? Um, but after the, the Supercopa, whilst it's only very, very early um, in, the, in the season, and, and obviously the season is, is yet to start, but it's the first step uh, in many steps in the right direction. And I think that was the most important thing uh, for us, to be able to get a win, another trophy, a confidence-building win on a day that was very, very hard to play football, um, on a day where the pitch was working against both teams, uh, to come away with a with a, a performance full of character, which is what I saw from uh, especially the second half from our boys, was, was very pleasing to see. 
Yeah, it was indeed, Frank. And, you know, I think the victory was more important than the performance itself. But uh, what did you get out of the performance in terms of who stood out for you? Well, I thought, obviously, the new players have a point to prove, and they still do. Um, but they definitely took a big step in, in in going in the right direction in terms of making that point to the fans and to the rest of the world. Uh, Dybala and Mandzukic, obviously, with their goals. Uh, Pogba taking the number 10 jersey is a massive focal point, obviously, of, of the team. And, and, and for us, Juventini, it's something that maybe not everyone saw coming, but it's a decision that he's taken on board. It's a decision that he's willingly ex, uh, willingly taken, and it's something that he's now shown to the rest of the world that he has the capabilities to be a leader out on the pitch, which is something that will get... Uh, bigger and bigger as he progresses through his career and something that's going to be very valuable to us one day, we hope. Yeah, Frank, and I'm glad you brought that up. Look, in regards to Pogba and the number 10 jersey, just briefly, um, I see it as a real positive thing for the club. I feel like Pogba asking for the number 10 jerseys is him really saying, you know what, I want to be here for the long term. I want to be a Juventus legend. So, you know, traditionally, I do love to see a Trequartista or an attacking forward have the number 10 jersey, but Pogba definitely is a champion. Um, I think he was very impressive um, in the Supercoppa, and I think he's going to have a huge season. I think, you know, just in terms of, of all the, the offers he rejected, I mean, we're talking triple the pay here, um, rejected those offers to stay at Juventus. For this alone, I think he really deserves any number on the back of the jersey that he wants. Um, I'm personally very excited. I went out the next day and bought the Pogba number 10 jersey, so I'm definitely pumped. Yeah, no, definitely, Phil. I agree. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a part of his game now. The responsibility aspect of it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about here. That is, is what we're looking at taking the next step in. Um, he's been part of a midfield that has been leading him through the way the last few years, I believe, with the experience of Marquisio, Pirlo, Vidal, and and the like. Um, and given that you know we've lost a few of those guys now, it's it's now time for him to take the next step up. Um, for him to show what he's made of and uh, and to have that character to accept that number 10. I mean, we only have to look back at the last three or four number 10s that, you know, that this club has had. Um, we look at Del Piero, at Tevez, Platini, Baggio. I mean, these are not just any players. These are players who, even after they've retired, we still speak of players we hold close to us, players that we'll never forget because they gave us something. They gave us everything. And we're hoping to get the same back from Pogba. Despite the fact, despite the fact that he has offers on the table that are just out of this world at the moment, but uh, we're hoping that a little bit of loyalty will see him uh, stay in the black and white for a few years to come. It's definitely a, a heavy, heavy jersey to wear. And um, look, uh, we, you mentioned uh, our new players impressing and and scoring those goals, which I think were important for them to do. I was also very impressed. I thought Dybala coming on really changed the game. I thought uh, the whole second half was a lot better. We looked a lot more energetic, and I think Dybala had a lot to do with that. And uh, Mandzukic was uh, just... I was very impressed with his technical work with his feet. I think it's something Lorente kind of lacked. Um, I thought Lorente really slowed our, our attacking play down, where Mandzukic actually has a... He's actually quite pacey. I didn't actually realize how pacey he is and how technical he is. So I was actually really, really impressed with both, especially Mandzukic. So I'm very excited going forward. I just uh, wanted to ask you, Frank, how do you think we're going to fit all these players in in terms of Morata, 
Dibaila, Mandzukic. Are we going to play three up top? Or is one going to maybe drop as a Trequatista? Or are we going to start with one on the bench? What are your thoughts? Well, look, at the moment, we've got a few options, given that we do have Mandzukic, Dibala, Zaza, uh, Morata available. And even at the moment, Lorente is still there. Um, so it does give us the option to play with two or three strikers. But at the moment, uh, it's going to be... It's going to be changing, in my my personal opinion, in between Allegri's four three one two, or his four three three. It just depends on if we can get our hands on a on a trequartista during the mercato, and obviously depending on the situation during the game and, and who we are playing. The ability to have a target man who's a bit more flexible, like Mandzukic, um, you know, in respect to Lorente, he is a little bit quicker. He does seem to have a bit more technique with the ball at his feet. It gives us a bit more of an option with that 4-3-3. It's not so rigid. allows people like Dybala, Morata to sort of hang out wide, know that they can come in, play the ball to his feet, and actually have a good chance of receiving the ball back uh, and being able to go forward from there. Um, as opposed to having two up front where you'd probably still have Mandzukic, um, so you do have a target to, to sort of to, to look at in the centre, um, as we saw with the header that he scored against Lazio. He's, he's devastating in the air. Uh, and then that'll change, obviously, depending on, on the situation, depending who's in form um, between Morata and Dybala. But in my personal opinion, I've seen Allegri ask for a 10, for a trequartista for a long time now. And I can, I'm very, very confident that we're going to get our hands on somebody, who it is. I'm not sure at the moment, given that there are many options out there. But uh, but if he does get his hands on a trequartista, I do believe we will stick more with the four three one two as opposed to the four three three in terms of consistency. But like I said, having um, having those systems available to deal with different scenarios against different teams is a fantastic luxury to have, and I think we're very fortunate. Yeah, he's uh, Allegri's definitely been very vocal about uh, wanting to get that trequartista in, and, and uh, you know it's a very exciting time. Uh, with the transfer window open and and hoping we do get somebody. Cause I, I mean, I think Allegri deserves that. I think he's proven that his philosophy um, works and I, and, and I hope the club can find someone. But, uh, yeah, as you said, it's a very dry market out there for a number number 10 type player. So we're just going to have to see how that one pans out. Um, we haven't, uh, yeah, we haven't, Frank, uh, mentioned uh, Zaza. You know, we've spoken a little bit about our attacking players. I just want to ask you, what's your... Your thoughts on Zaza coming in? Uh, it was eighteen million. I think the price was heavy. Do you think it's money well spent? I think Zaza will be that that little ticket in the back of our pocket that we can sort of pick out when we're in trouble um, this season. Zaza for me is a player who, no matter what, will give you everything that he has and will leave nothing on the pitch. And that's something that we need. Something that is in our DNA as a club. And I believe that. No matter when it is that he's on the pitch, he will give us uh, that that firepower that we need. He's a player who may not be as spectacular as, as some of the other strikers we have on our payroll, but at the same time, like I said, he gives us strength, he gives us power. Um, and then in, during the game that I saw uh, between Juventus and Dortmund in the second half, he was one of the only players uh, in a pretty deflated second half performance he was one of the only boys who was still continuously trying and trying and trying to to find something to find the spark and it was something I noticed and it was something I took home with me and and I put a lot of hope in uh, in his in his potential and hoping that no matter how much he plays this season whether it's five games 10 games 20 games or so on uh, he'll be able to give us as, as much as he has in the tank 
known known for scoring, known for scoring the spectacular goals. Um, so hopefully he can continue that trend and then also put in a few easy ones too. Uh, Frank, I just wanted to um, touch on our, you know the whole Adidas deal and the change from Nike and and you know the jersey and the designs and and just get some of your feedback. So you know. We'll start with uh, the home kit. Uh, what's what's your impression on, on the home kit? Do you like the design yourself? Fantastic, I do, Phil. Um, at first, I was a little bit sceptical about how uh, how it was all going to turn out. I won't I won't deny that. I'm sure most Juventini will will sort of uh, will admit to that as well. Um, but after seeing the jersey, the first, the second, the third, the keepers, um, after seeing all the kits, I'm, I'm very very happy um, with the way everything's turned out. Um, and then we also must remember that this is our first season, so we will look at changes along the way as well. Um, and in my opinion, it can only get better. But uh, we've got to look at the the marketing side of things in this deal. We've got to look at the money that's involved as well. Um, and we have uh, had a, a bit of a cash injection due to this deal. I believe it's worth something in the region of 130 or 140 million. Uh, euros over a four or five year period, which is a substantial a substantial amount of money. Um, and we've got to look at also the rest of the world and what they're doing and, and being able to keep up with, with the rest of the world and, and, and being able to say that we're, we're up there as well. And that at the moment means uh, dealing with, with a provider like Adidas, which most of the top clubs in the world are doing these days. Um, and I think it's just a, another step in the right direction in bringing Juventus back to where we belong. Um, definitely a, a right step in the in the right path. No, you're right. Uh, a lot of a lot of the big clubs um, move into Adidas, and, and you know it's not the the biggest jersey deal out there, but it's an improvement, and, and I think that's important from a, a business perspective. And uh, look, yeah, I, I agree. I, I love the jerseys. I mean, the home jersey. I saw it in person the first time I saw it. I thought it looked kind of blurry with the zigzag, but um, I, I made my purchase. It does come with the badges, and I think with the badges, I, I mean, it just all comes together. So I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, the away jersey is getting a bit of slack with with the red stripe, but I dig it. I, I, I dig it personally, and uh, my favourite is actually the goalkeeper jersey um, that Buffon. It is. It, it's become it's become a big hit this season. I've already noticed that. I'm a big fan myself. I'll be making my order soon. I uh, I was going to purchase mine in Italy, but I thought it's best to purchase it directly from the UA store. That way, we get all the badges, we get everything done originally. And now that I'm home, I'm gonna I'm gonna get onto that as soon as possible. It's just a it's just a matter of figuring out who to get on the back. Frank, look, I, I wanted to uh, also talk about. We, I mean, we've spoken about the players coming in. I want to uh, refer to obviously the very sad departure of Andrea Pirlo, Tevez, uh, Vidal. There's also Ogbonna. Um, You know, obviously we have the big three that that were starters. I, I really want to refer to them uh, specifically and just ask you who, who do you think will we'll miss the most. I think Tevez, Tevez is, is the player that we will miss the most uh, personally mm-hmm. for me. Um, that that's just comes on the back of, of his consistent performances, that opinion. Um, it's just based on his consistent performances over the past two seasons. He was mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, I mean, look, that's taking nothing away from Vidal and Pidlo, who all three of them together, I, can, I could say are three of my favourite players. Um over the past four or five seasons, but at the end of the day, I think you know in midfield we've we've got enough cover to cover uh, those guys that have departed. And even though we've mm-hmm. bought up front, uh, we spent some money on some strikers as well. 
Tevez is a, is a type of player that is, is hard to come by and he's a sort of player that only comes by every once in, once in, a, in a blue moon. Um, he's a player that will work for you for 90 minutes plus. He's a player that will score goals. He will assist. He's a player that leaves everything on the pitch as well. And it's something that uh, it really impressed me. Um, I was fortunate enough to see three games last season, um, the first three matches, first two matches of Serie A, sorry, and the first Champions League game. Um, Tevez was just amazing. He scored a few goals, a free kick included. Um, it left me very, very uh, taken by the way he uh, he. He, uh, what's the word? By the way, he presented himself on the pitch, um, and you can just see that he's a real leader in the dressing room. But I think that's that's something that will be missed in all three. Um, the character in the dressing room definitely um, is definitely a big subject here that, that we need to look at moving forward. Yeah, I think it will be very difficult, if not impossible, to replace Tevez, um, especially this season alone. Um, I think we will play differently, though. Tevez did drop deep under Allegri. Um, I think that's why Lorente was left isolated a lot um, at the beginning. And I think this year would be more of a team effort. I think all our forwards will contribute to goals. It, it was a one-man machine at times with Tevez up front, but um, we will miss him. It was a very sad day when he left. Um, I remember him coming in you know, to Juventus for $12 million. It was a Marotta special. And speaking to some of the marketing team from Juventus when they came out, to Sydney and uh, you know talking to them and then telling us that he was the first to arrive at training he was the last to leave it, you know it was almost too good to be true so we're very grateful obviously to have him there for the two years but um, he wanted to go home and I'm and I'm glad Juventus respected his decision and um, let him do that so we're just going to move forward now and we do have some exciting signings in saying that though Frank for me the most disappointed I was was when we announced the sale of Vidal. I think Vidal is such a unique midfielder. I mean, I can't think of many other midfielders that contribute to so many goals. And the work he does, not only on the ball, but off the ball. He's an absolute chief. I know there was the injury issue, but I saw at the end of last season the vintage Vidal returning, so I was really, really excited you know, for him to get his consistency back this year. There was also the you know the personal fact that when I went overseas and saw the Derby d'Italia, Vidal equalised, and you know bought his jersey and I got to meet him briefly in Sydney and got a signature. So personally for me, a favourite player to go is always sad. Um, what I want to know, Frank, is how are we going to fill this gap that that players like Vidal and and Pillow leave for us? Well, I think it it depends on on how we uh, finish this mercato uh, and obviously the the following um, mercato in January and then moving forward to next year, Phil. But at the moment, with what we have, I still think we might be lacking maybe that one player um, to give us that extra bit of something. Um, I do believe that we have a very very solid midfield uh, midfield of depth as well, which is something that not many squads in the world can can talk about. Um, and, and I want to just touch on a player that everyone seems to have forgotten for the past uh, sort of few months, and that's Roberto Pereira. Uh, the reason why I mention Pereira is he seems to have gone under the radar, um, you know, amidst the talk of, of the big names leaving and other big names coming in. And I don't think we've all appreciated the, the effort and the performances that he put in last season. Um, I mean, we're talking about a player that played 52 matches, um, 
relatively unknown from Udinese, had a good season beforehand. I mean, we've just picked him up now officially for 14 million euros. And he was pretty much at Allegri's disposal, no matter where where he was needed, where it was at the top of the diamond or somewhere along that flat three of the midfield. He was asked to play and he did his job, and I think he did it fantastically. Uh, whether we can replace the other guys that have that have gone now, it's it's a different, uh, it's it's a much much different uh, scenario. Somebody of Pirlo's experience, of Pirlo's quality, doesn't come around every day. So just in replacing Pirlo alone, I think, is is pretty much a, a task that's impossible. Uh, but what we have done is rejuvenate the midfield and rejuvenate the squad in general, uh, Phil. And that, for me, is, has been the biggest positive of, of this Mercato. Um, you know, we're talking about Dybala, Rugani, Pereira, Zaza, um, players of that calibre that have come in that are very young. Uh, they've brought the, the average age of the squad down significantly. Um, we've got to keep in mind that we've got Domenico Berardi at Sassuolo, who's hopefully in line for a return at some point over the next year or two. Um, so all over the park, as I said, uh, we've got players that can really, over the next few years, take that step up and hopefully uh, allow other players in the squad to to take the role of our Pidlo, of our Vidal that, is, that has now left us. Uh, what about Kadira? Do you, th- do you think he starts, Frank, for you? Depends on how fit he is uh, for me, Phil. I mean, obviously this injury setback is, is, is not... Not very ideal at this time of the season, um, but we've got to look at, you know, we've got to look at his the runs that he's got on the board here, and that's the fact that he's won a Champions League, he's won multiple domestic titles, he's won a World Cup, um, you know, he's done it all as a player individually, uh, he's done it all, and we're talking about a player who was probably in the top three at the World Cup last season, uh, last year. Uh, apologies after after his injury, he missed the the final. Um, but but let's be honest, he could. I think at top form, he could fit in any team uh, in the world. It's just a matter of getting him there, and whether Allegri can get the best out of him. Uh, if he can, for me, he starts. Um, but if he can't, then obviously, like I said, we bring in somebody like Sturaro, who has been an absolute rock uh, since his uh, since his um, arrival from Genoa. So I don't think we lose much. Um, within the, our midfield, given the choices that we've got, I think everybody in our midfield is going to give us a, a, a really good combination between each other. But but as for Sammy, um, I definitely think he's got the ability to start. It's just a matter of keeping him fit. Yeah, definitely. And we also do have um, Asamoa. I believe he's, he's, a, he's about uh, three or four weeks away um, starting to train with the team now. Um, he's another yep. player that really could slot into the midfield. That's his natural position. And I think um, we, I mean, we're, we're looking set to... Uh, to seal a deal for a left back now um, in Sandro. So I feel that Asamoa maybe could also be another player that slots into that midfield, Frank. Definitely, definitely, Phil. Um, I mean, look, we've got to look at Asamoa as, as essentially a new signing uh, for Juventus now. Um, he's going to be touching on nearly 12 months out. Um, so that really, like I said, is is essentially a new signing for us. And the great thing about Asa is that you know he has the flexibility of playing left back uh, or he can also slot back into his natural position at, uh, at centre midfield. Um, in the last sort of 12, 15 hours, something like that, we've had a We've had a swing in, in terms of who we're chasing for the left-hand side. Um, I mean, a deal for Siquera appeared to be all but finalised up until a couple of days ago. Um, and now Juve seem to have gotten themselves in pole position to land Alexandro from uh, from Porto. So, 
I mean, it will depend on what happens there and, and the legs that Evra can provide. Um, I mean, look, let's be honest, he had a, an unbelievable season last year, played in most of the games. So uh, he, I don't know whether he'll be able to do that again, given he's touching on 34 years old now. Um, his age obviously will factor into things. Um, but in saying that, Asamoah can definitely give us that flexibility of being able to move him between the left side if needed or uh, or a centre midfield where he's played his whole life. Um, if we do come into a period where we are suffering with some injuries and whatnot. Yeah, he definitely uh, is a utility player and, and I agree he can uh, slot in that left. I mean, he mostly played the left of a 3-5-2 is more of a wing back rather than a left back, but it would be interesting to see uh, how Allegri goes forward. Uh, in regards to, to Alexandra, I mean, it is rumours at the moment, but uh, we are looking at an amount of 22 million plus bonuses. Um, look, I haven't seen a lot of him personally. I, I've read a lot. I've read that he's one of the best left backs in the world at the moment. Um, the only fault he has from what I'm reading, is his temper. His temper can get the best of him sometimes, but it seems exciting, Frank. Yeah, no, definitely, Phil, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm sort of in a similar position. I've, I've probably seen a little bit more um, of him just through some clips and, and just highlights and that sort of thing. But at the same time, we don't obviously have the exposure to, to see um, you know teams like Porto and, and Benfica and these sort of teams play on a regular basis, just given that the Portuguese league isn't televised here in Australia. But uh, but from what I've seen in, from him in the Champions League, he was pretty impressive. Um, he made more tackles, I'm led to believe, out of every, all the defenders in the Champions League last season. Um, where I do question the rumours at the moment is probably the amount that they're requesting. Um, we all know that Beppe Marotta is is the man when it comes to opportunities. Um, now, Sandro has a contract which expires at the end of next season. So as of uh, as of the, uh, as of January, sorry, he'll be uh, able to speak to uh, speak to other clubs uh, in, in order to sign a Bosman deal. Now, my sort of issue here is that Marotta usually isn't the one to splash uh, a large amount of cash on on somebody whose whose contract's going to expire the following season. Um, so that 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 uh, that is my area of, of of sort of question at the moment. Um, but there's no doubt that we do need somebody there. Um, you know, he's good age. Uh, he's got experience in the Champions League, which is fantastic. And I think that if we did uh, decide to swap Porto for uh, for Turin, we'd be uh, we'd definitely be the the benefiters of uh, of that switch. I think so, Frank. And um, Morata is the king of the Bosman, so we're just going to have to see how that one plans out. Definitely. Well, we are the Eventus Club of Sydney. You can contact us on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you, give us some feedback, leave some comments. Talk to us about Juve. We love it. We've got membership open up at the moment for you Sydney-based Juventini. And uh, with membership, you get discount to all the events at Moretti Leichhardt where we get together for the for the big matches. So, yeah, please get in touch with us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Frank, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for having me, Phil. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Frank. Let's do it again. We'll do. Thanks, mate. Juventus. Pro. City.